Hey guys, welcome back to the Simple Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Damian Armstrong, and today is a very special episode. One of my good friends, Aaron Daniel, we spoke about love languages and then also personality types. And I wanted to talk about this because I felt like it's a really good topic for anyone who's engaged right now. Um, If you don't know what love languages are or if you haven't taken the Myers-Briggs personality test, I highly recommend it. Both these two practices are great if you're trying to understand your spouse on a deeper level and me and Aaron go into it in pretty good detail so guys without wasting any time let's get into this episode I'm gonna start with a I'm gonna start with a question that I hope you know the answer to <laughs> um who is Aaron Daniel and what is your goal as a wedding filmmaker <laughs> Aaron Daniel okay by trade and title I am a wedding filmmaker with experience in the international wedding event space so Now, that's me as a person, but Aaron Daniel Films as a business caters to couples, not just in terms of uh, creating wedding films, but in helping couples around their wedding and and kind of bigger relationship. So what this means is that, yes, I create what I like. I'm a wedding filmmaker, but I also write articles and publish books for couples about healthy relationships. So like my my ultimate goal is to create impactful wedding films and i really can't do this if couples can't express their love to each other in real and and authentic ways right so what really informs my practice as a filmmaker is understanding and kind of guiding the psychology behind couples and this really came out of necessity because again what really makes a good wedding film is um the authenticity the like how authentic the people in front of the camera can be so in a nutshell, to, to wrap up this like long-winded answer, my goal is to help people um, really and truly love each other, whether that's through showing what love looks like on a wedding film or through my written publications. So you know what? I wanted to kind of go to the next question. It's actually not in the order that I wrote it here, but I think it goes perfect with what you were just saying. Uh, what is your number one piece of advice for all couples getting married? I understand that this can get like this is a very subjective answer because it depends on the situation that the couples are in that that our couples are in but I think overall the number one piece of advice I'd I'd give couples about to get married is know when you are receiving and when you are giving in any given interaction you're in a state of either receiving something or in a state of giving something so an example of this is uh, I don't know, maybe on a birthday or, or an anniversary or a special occasion, whatever. When you give a gift, if you're giving a gift, you're in a state of giving and your partner is in a state of receiving. That's a, that's a very simple idea of it. But digging deeper into this, um, you're also in a state of giving or receiving when one of you is under stress. So for example, um, if your partner is stressed out about, I don't know, th- their crazy boss or something, and, and is like complaining to you, airing out any, any tea that they have around their horrible boss and what they do and, and how much they wish it could change. They're in the mindset of either giving or receiving when they're complaining. If, so if they're in a state of receiving um, while complaining about their boss, they're looking for answers. They want to receive answers. They want to they receive solutions and are actively looking for you to give those answers to fix it to, to varying degrees. Um, but if they are in a state of giving while, while complaining about their boss, again, for example, um, they're most likely just looking to vent and, and need you to receive that venting. 
So if they're, they're in a giving mode, you need to actively accept, you need to be the receiver of their giving, of those complaints. You need to listen to them. Your partner is looking for someone to receive those stresses, um, not give answers. So giving and receiving, that's my number one piece of advice. Like one is always giving while the other is receiving. If you're both trying to receive or if you're both trying to give, there will be miscommunication. And, and that's just like slow dancing in a burning room. Um, there was one post I saw recently on Instagram. It said something like, if you're telling me your problems, tell me if you need me to help solve it or to help feel it with you. So solving is giving feeling is receiving you need to know what role you're taking on in any given situation and i hope that kind of makes sense i completely resonate with what you're talking about and it's definitely something that i think people should apply to like when you're trying to problem solve with your partner it's definitely a great way to go about it exactly yeah and you can say the same type of thing when you're talking to to anyone really like with your if if to to any of our wedding filmmaker or or photography listeners here like you can take the same application into speaking with your clients so like if if your bride is maybe talking about something that didn't go as planned maybe they're asking for for help or maybe they're just asking or just venting basically so like you need to know what state they're in and what you need to do either give or receive Yes, and brides, if you're listening, try to look for wedding vendors that are going to hold you down like that. Exactly. Obviously, we're not like your therapist, but like <laughs> sometimes <laughs> when I things think get we hectic. Are. Yeah, kind of, to be honest. Like <laughs> when things get hectic during your wedding day, not everything's going to go as planned. If it does, that's amazing. Sometimes it does not. But if you have people in your corner who are going to kind of ro- um, ride the waves with you it will make your whole wedding day experience if it gets chaotic for whatever reason um it will make it a little bit more easier if you know you have people in your corner that are actually kind of fighting with you or not fighting with you but kind of going through it with you and trying to help make the process a bit easier or um not as chaotic exactly the next question I have for you is more of like a discussion. I remember you posted something a while back on your Instagram. And when I saw it, I got excited because I've always talked about this um, with a few people. And just you applying it to weddings, I thought it was super cool. And that's love languages. We're going to kind of run through them. I think there's five. Yeah, there's five love languages. So we'll talk about like each one. And then we'll kind of just and then I'm just going to ask you some questions pertaining to love languages. I guess the first one we can talk about is words of affirmation. So words of affirmation is essentially people with words of affirmation as a love language value verbal acknowledgements of affection, including frequent I love you's, compliments, words of appreciation, verbal encouragement, and often frequent digital communication like texting and social media engagement. So me, um, words of affirmation for me is I'm an artist. So I love when uh, Cynthia tells me that um, she like like I'll show her a wedding film I did and then she tells me I love this about it I love that about it that's a really nice shot or I love the other day I was talking to her about you know I just kind of had a moment where I felt discouraged just because of COVID and the rules and I want to get back to shooting weddings and she just kind of reminded me like how far I've come and what I've done like just hearing her speak life into me super super important And then also if someone just tells you you look nice today or they like something about you, just hearing it is like 
just it could be that's like words of exactly yeah. that could it could flip a switch in in like a few seconds just by saying a few words and it really helps like i i would say the same thing like words of affirmation is one of my top two uh love languages and i i really think that so when when i started asking what couples what my couple's love languages are i started to realize that words of affirmation is really something that um a lot of business owners or or social media people are attuned to so like the couples that are 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 business owners again or artists they really strive on words of affirmation like um uh positive feedback right it's i see it a lot in myself as someone putting out um work into the world so i i I totally understand the next one yeah number two is going to be quality time do you want to talk about this one sure yeah so quality time in my eyes is really experiencing uh different things with your partner together like going for a hike or, or drive or even just sitting on the couch like when i read the book the five love languages one of the biggest things that that stood out to me and what really defined what quality time is is really experiencing um uh, life together in in comparison to all the other love languages it's really about um spending time with your partner and 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 like basically always being down to hang out um it, it this also includes active listening eye contact and a full presence um with again anything that you're doing together yeah quality time yeah undivided attention even something as simple as just it could be just sitting at the dinner table just eating together exactly yeah tonight she was on her phone and i said hey put your phone down right because i I was at the dinner table, she was there, and then our son was there. One day he's going to be so grown, he's not going to sit at the table with us. Quality time's not like number one on my list or even number two, but I still kind of saw the value even right there. That's mm-hmm. That might be an example. Quality time, I feel like, goes hand in hand with words of affirmation, where quality time is like you physically being somewhere with someone, and then the words of affirmation comes in and, and puts meaning and and a vocal description of what you're doing together i guess that's why i guess that's why yeah that (laughs) everything you're saying is making sense even to me in my own like my own situation now it's it's all making sense yeah i see that like the the pattern clicked in me when you said it too because whenever i would ask couples if if one of them is words of affirmation i i realized that there was a high a very high chance that the other was quality time yeah so the number three love language we're going to talk about or the third love language we're going to talk about is acts of service so this is pretty much okay so i'll give you the definition so if your love language is acts of service you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier it's things like bringing you soup when you're sick making your coffee for you in the morning or picking picking up your dry cleaning for you when you've had a busy day at work Um, This love language is is for people who believe that actions speak louder than words. Unlike those who prefer to hear how much they're cared for me, people on this list like to be shown they're appreciated. Doing the smaller and bigger chores to make their lives easier or more comfortable is highly cherished by these folks. So I would say like cooking dinner for some, they kind of mentioned a bunch of things here, but yeah, like cooking dinner for somebody or yeah, little things like that. So my love language is actually acts of service. I really... Um, enjoy when when my when me and my girlfriend when I can rely on her to help with things so things like 
I don't know, cleaning, cleaning um, or doing my laundry when when I know I have other other tasks that I need to be doing or something, something along those lines. Like I'd say the same thing for her in that she also is attuned to acts of service. So like being maybe driven to work or, or cleaning something else around the house. So it's really having things done for you and, and getting things done um, to make your life easier, like you said. And I think that acts of service is also something that business owners are, are really attuned to. Like when, when someone does something for me in that sense, like provides me with some kind of act of service, I feel like I need to <laughs> reciprocate and do something for them right away. Like I feel it really hard. And, and I think my girlfriend feels a similar type of way. All right, number four is gifts. So gifts is a pretty straightforward love language. You feel loved, well, yawn. Uh, you feel loved when people, <laughs> you feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love. So it's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind the item. People with this style recognize and value the gift giving process, the careful reflection, the deliberate choosing of the object to represent the relationship and the emotional benefits from receiving the present. So uh, people whose love language is receiving gifts enjoy being gifted something that is both physical and meaningful. The key is to give meaningful things that matter to them and reflect their values, not necessarily yours. Okay, if Aaron was somebody who his love language was gifts, I might just go and get him a gift card. I hate gift cards, but um, <laughs> okay, I won't even say gift card that I might go to like Henry's <laughs> and get him like a camera cleaning kit because, you know, I know how much he cherishes his uh, Leica SL2S. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I oh, know <laughs> you know oh, I know you know yeah right so like you try to <laughs> that would like, be a wonderful think gift. of so gifts but not just gifts not just random gifts but gifts that kind of um align with that person's interest or passions like being something being gifted something uh tangible or like a symbol of that love um like something that I really if 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 receiving gifts was my number one thing well, number one language, I would probably be most receptive to like a book that that my my girlfriend would know I like in the same way that maybe I would get my girlfriend um, um, some 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 food that she she feels like eating that day uh, in the same way that maybe you, Damien, if if gifts is a big thing for you or or Cynthia, like I would know to get something along the lines of at least in this moment, something to do with you spending time with your, your, your sons, right? Yeah. And before I forget, I wanted to align this question to weddings. So if you guys are thinking, because sometimes I tell couples uh, when they do a first look, you guys could do a gift exchange. And I always tell them, like, it doesn't always have to be like something super over the top. It can always be something. It could be something funny. It could be something like an inside joke between you two. Um, I had one couple years ago where the bride, um, she I think she was adopted um, and she was trying to figure out who her family members were. And so the groom got her a 23andMe kit. 23andMe kit is like a, uh, it's like ancestry. So it's like you take a sample of your DNA and then you can tell if there's other people in the world that have the same DNA as you. 23andMe, Ancestry, DNA, those kind of things. You can find out who's part, if you have family that you just don't know about, 
or if you got like a, a sick inheritance hanging out there that you don't know about. So it might be worth worth trying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what uh, the groom got the bride uh, for their wedding day. And she thought it was really funny. She's like, what a terrible wedding gift. <laughs> but she appreciated it. It was like their inside joke. But, um, you know, something, it doesn't have to be something like that. Some people like to get things like jewelry, that kind of thing. Um, but you can always get someone a meaningful gift. Yeah, I guess it just depends on your situation, who you guys are as a couple. If you do like jewelry, um, one thing I'm a fan of, I like Pandora bracelets. I know some people like them, some people don't. Uh, but what I started doing was I got Cynthia Pandora bracelet and I started oh. adding charms like every year. And I would try to add a charm that uh, like made sense to something that she cares about. So there's a charm on there that is a camera. And that's supposed to represent me. And then there was another charm Jeez. that represents our son. And then I can't remember what the other charms represent, but it could be something as simple as that. But yeah, try to think about it. Like what matters to you or not, sorry, not to you, but what matters to your significant other that uh, would be like a meaningful gift. Um, but it could be a lot of different things. It could be, it could be something that's lighthearted or it could be more of an emotional thing. You just really got to dig deep down and figure out what that is. Exactly. And the last um, love language is physical touch. So people with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection, including kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, and sex. Physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and serve as a powerful emotional connector for people with this love language. The roots go back to our childhood um, some people only felt deep affection and love by their parents when they were held, kissed, or touched. And that's people interesting. Who, wow. Isn't it? Um, people who communicate their appreciation through this language when they consent to it feel appreciated when they are hugged, kissed, or cuddled. They value the feeling of warmth and comfort that comes with physical touch. So this is actually my number. Physical touch and words of affirmation are my number one and two. Ah, yeah. Wow. Amanda's is physical touch, I would say. Either one or two for her. Some people, I guess, crave not even just the, the part about like because sex was thrown in there, but it, it doesn't even have to be that intimate. It could literally just be, you know, the cuddling on the couch thing yeah, like that. Just holding hands too. Yeah. Exactly. I did that the other day. I was just driving and I'm like, can I hold your hand? She's like, why? I'm like, it could be something as light as that. But um, yeah, physical touch. Um, that's that's like my number two i think that one's super super important mm -hmm. as a as a wedding filmmaker like i i really like when couples are like physical touch because it really shows on camera and the energy i find shows a lot it, it's easier to see that love language come out on camera with physical touch physical touch is really something that i f I, I i would encourage more couples to be comfortable with at least when it comes with uh comes to their wedding day um f so if they are hiring a photographer or, or videographer like they need to come to terms with being on camera and being like traditionally like touchy with their partner um like obviously this can be to certain certain degrees and certain levels of touchiness but um for the couples that are listening that aren't really into PDA essentially um, public display of affection uh, physical touch is is something that I, I think photos and video really relies on 
And if you're hiring a photographer and videographer, just be warned that you are going to need to to be be close to each other. So uh, I think that's that's a big piece of advice <laughs> to anyone. And just, and just to throw something out there, if you guys are like nervous about the idea of being on camera, one thing I'd recommend is maybe try starting with an engagement shoot. I don't have a lot of people that will hit me like that will message me specifically for an engagement shoot but if you want to kind of test the waters with somebody that you potentially want to film like to film your wedding day or even uh, take photographs of your wedding day try doing an engagement session this could be a good way for you guys to kind of warm up to the idea of being on camera and it kind of builds some sort of rapport with whoever you're gonna hire um, to be there with you on your wedding day. Um, and you kind of just get a vibe for the person. Uh, and it'll just be one less thing that that you'll have to, I don't want to say worry about, but it, it'll be one less thing that will kind of be like up in the air. Like, mm-hmm. oh, am I going to be comfortable on camera? Because um, if you guys kind of have that little practice session and then you guys can kind of see the potential through the photos and the video, you guys will it will kind of build some sort of confidence for yourself. Uh, And then even if you want to try other poses, other things after the fact, you can kind of utilize the engagement session as like a practice run. So for the wedding day, you're kind of prepared for the, for more, like more film. uh, You'll be more prepared for uh, your, I guess your photo session and other moments of the day where you guys will be um, getting pictures and video done. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's one big thing that I would tell couples as well. Like if you are given the opportunity to do an engagement shoot, like take it. It might seem something like something that is unnecessary in that you're going to get photos on your wedding day anyway. But uh, the big part that like the big reason to to do it is to get a sense of how how you're going to be photographed. Right. Um, A lot of couples don't have the experience of of being basically paparazzi all day like you would on a wedding day so having an engagement session to to get experience in that realm would really help out with your like actual wedding day photos and i think that's the biggest benefit all right so that section i know that was a big a lot we just explained within just that section of of this podcast but i just wanted to go through the love languages i know it was something that um that you were talking sure, about yeah. and when i saw that i'm like i just want to go through this with you because i think it's definitely a value for couples and i just wanted you guys to hear that if you don't know about love languages if you guys want to know more about love languages you guys can kind of you can probably find some more videos on youtube about it and then also there is a book um, an actual book about love languages that i'll leave in the show notes that you can also check out as well it's, it's such a good book it's by dr gary chapman i think he's from uh, i don't know where he's from but he's from the states and he he's done a lot of I think it's counseling, couples counseling, marriage counseling with with a lot of different couples over the years. And his book was really what started to get me thinking about my clients, the, 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 the couples that I work with in terms of a more relational um, uh, at, at a more relational level. So like once you can know yourself and your partner better on those terms with the five love languages, I feel like that'll really help you. Um, interact better as well like it, it really helped my own relationship too so I would highly recommend that book 
pretty much the same for me like understanding each other another thing totally off the record one thing i want to mention too aside from love languages one thing i would check out guys is the myers-briggs personality test me and cynthia took this test and do you know about the myers-briggs personality i test? i do can i guess what you are sure <sighs> infj wow you got it am i right yeah yeah <laughs> yep oh man are you an INFJ? I, I am too. <laughs> nice. I, okay. Yo, I, I love that test too. That really helps um, yourself especially get to know what your strengths really are. And um, if you know it in your partner, like you can help them uh, improve as well. What, what, do you, what is Cynthia? She is an INTP. So she's the logical logician. So she's like the, yeah. So it's, um, what is uh, Amanda? I think she's the same as us. Um, there, there might be one change in it. Uh, I remember her telling me recently, I, I feel bad cause I forget, but it, it changed recently. Um, but I, I want to say she's similar to us. Okay. Yeah, guys, the Myers-Briggs personality test, if you Google that, um, it's going to ask you a bunch of questions and then we'll tell you what your personality type is. I think there's like 15 or 16 of them. 16, I I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Honestly, it gives you a rundown on your personality and it's shockingly accurate. And if you're reading it from a standpoint of like just it's almost like you should find out what your partner's personality type is. And then you just kind of just read this whole thing and it talks about the personality type from a relationship standpoint, from a friendship standpoint, from a, from them as a parent, how they'll be as a parent. It just completely runs down like the personality type like tells you everything you need to know and when me and Cynthia looked at that a couple of years ago we used it to understand each other which I think is very beneficial if, especially if you're going into marriage with somebody you're going to build a future with someone just understanding them from a different point of view where they're not telling you um, it's things you can read. It's things you can talk to. You can read both your personality tests and kind of just talk to each other um, and kind of just break each other down um, and break down walls and just learn more about each other. Yeah, it, it's crazy how accurate it, it gets. Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Um, you are one of my favorite uh, wedding filmmakers and hopefully when this pandemic's over, we can actually meet up and actually like film stuff and, you know. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much, man. That means a lot. No problem. Thank you. All right, guys. So that was part one of my episode series with Aaron Daniel. The next episode is going to be all about we talk about the five A's, which is a concept from his book. And then we also talk about his book, Wedding Day Confidence. If you guys want to read chapter one of the book, I have a link in the show notes below. You guys should definitely check it out. So thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for episode two.